If I can't respect and believe in the person in front of me, they are not my clients Mm -hmm. and I give them something free. Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today, my guest is Morgana Ray. She has been a best-selling author, speaker, and mentor coach for 27 years. Morgana guides entrepreneurs, innovators, healers, and humanitarians toward healing the rift between heart, spirit, and money. So welcome, Morgana. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Let's let's talk a little bit about, to start, about how you got into this field of healing that rift between, between heart, spirit, and money? Well, the money piece is not anything I actually intended. Like mm-hmm. I ran off to Smith College and became a religion major. Oh. So money-making strategies were really not on my radar. Uh, by the time I became a coach, which kind of arose from the same reason I studied religion was this... Uh, kind of obsessive questioning about what is it to be human? What is this universe and how we have a better experience while we're here? Mm -hmm. So I ended up with this money niche. It's sort of like I backed into it out of really profound failure Mm. where I was, and I'm a good student and I was taking everybody's classes on love, attraction and, and mindset and, and I live in LA, which is kind of the woo capital of the world. So like people are going, woo, and like changing my money DNA and all this ridiculousness. And I was going for all of it. And I had my coach and I was taking classes. So, you know, we had the woo side and then I was, you know, taking marketing classes and really good at that and sales classes and all that kind of stuff. And I had all these testimonials. And I had all these movie star producer director clients because that was the niche that I started in. And what I didn't have was money. I was in some kind of spectacular superhuman feat with the business card and the website and the tagline and the celebrity clients and the testimonials, I was struggling to make $100 a month in Los Angeles. Try to beat that. Wow. Wow. Oh, I mean, I joke about it now, but it was terrifying and soul crushing. And I had a lot of shame around it. And it, you know, the thing about money and the reason we get so weird about money, especially if we're spiritual is money, you know, Hey, we just made money up, you know, abstract concept. I'm the kind of person who will always choose people over money because people are real. Right. Right. The thing about us, uh, spiritual types is we have a very complicated adversarial relationship with money mm-hmm. and If you find that you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and you're still not making money, something is going on on the inside. It may look like outside circumstances because that's just the way the game is played. But what I found, and I've coached thousands of people through this in the last 20 years, is that we are protecting ourselves. Because I was saying money is just made up, but what it represents is really real, deep, vulnerable stuff. And it represents love. 
And it represents value. Are we valued? Are we worthy? What are we worth? How people treat us. It's like really value and safety. Mm-hmm. Our very right to exist depends on money. Mm-hmm. And, and we would be lying if we said people were treated the same regardless of right. what they have. So it becomes sort of this mean power struggle bully in our lives. And we aren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. So we unconsciously put it away and that push it away. And that's what I was doing. Mm. And by the way, I was talking, I was kind of pointing to what I call the root cause of the money problem. And it's always issues around lovability, worthiness, and safety. Mm-hmm. You'll never, ever, ever find the root cause in the money story. The money story is the symptom. It's the stuff before that, that causes the problem. So I was in a really super dark, despairing place. Like mm-hmm. I had just taken a class on overcoming sales objections. And I was such a good student, seven people in a row. I overcame their objections and seven people mm-hmm. in a row didn't show up and didn't pay. And I, right. I just, blah, Wow. Lost, lost it in a really dark, scary, painful, I don't want to be alive kind of way. Wow. And I, That's and I so remember discouraging. That. Yeah. Yeah. It feels cruel. Right. It feels, <laughs> it feels sadistic. And I, I just, I remember getting on my bed and just screaming and crying and crying myself out. And I had this thought when I cried myself out that for me, Maybe money needed to be my next area of spiritual growth, Mm. which is kind of a cheat because spirituality felt so much more comfortable than money. Right. And I was curious what was inside of me that I wasn't aware of that was pushing money away. And I found out the next day. The next day. The next day. So here I am, like with all this really serious sturm und drang, despair, a horrible place. And, and, you know, all this time coaching and not making money, I still had a coach, which is ridiculous. You know, I would pay my coach before my rent. I still had a coach. And thank goodness, because my coach, who'd been trying everything he knew for months and nothing was happening. And I, I was like doing anything I was told. My coach had some like weird out of the blue inspirational moment and asked me if your money was a person, who would your money be? Mm. And because I was in such a dark place, I saw my money monster instantly. He was this big, scary, dirty, violent biker dude who caused fights and terrified me. And I could imagine if I were at a live event, I'd have my eye on him the whole time to create distance. And that was my light bulb moment that, oh my God, that's what I was doing. Mm. So I had to get rid of the biker, which created a new problem. Okay. I just got rid of my relationship with money and I live in LA. Right. So I have to have a relationship, but I was really frightened of, you know, continuing the same dynamic of feeling abused and rejected and hurt and discouraged all the time. So I didn't want to get back into that relationship. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, well, who could I want so much that I would want this person, even if it was money? 
Mm-hmm. It's really important that you put the love first or it doesn't work. Right. Love first, money follows. Mm-hmm. So I asked myself that question and I instantly saw this beautiful, handsome young man clean cut, safe, romantic, wearing a tuxedo and holding a bouquet of red flowers as if you were taking me out to the opera. And he loved me and wanted to woo me, Mm. Mm. which was an incredibly weird experience to think about money that way, because it didn't feel like money. It felt like love. Mm. And, and I could also feel how much I'd been hurting him for years by rejecting him. I see Mm -hmm. that I had the power. Right, right. And so I asked him, which, by the way, totally, totally fits into self-talk. So I, what I find, because I'm Organa the Entity, carry a very, very large collection of neuroses and, you know, all that insecurity (laughs) and stuff like that. Don't we all? Yes. Right? (laughs) Yeah. But when I talk, to what I now call my money, honey, and I see the world through his eyes and I see myself through his eyes. Mm -hmm. It is a way of bypassing all of my nonsense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, our first conversation, I asked him, what do you need from me? And the great thing is when you ask a question, you get an answer. And he said, I need you to love me and stop treating me like a monster. Mm. So For just to wrap up my money story, I made an agreement with him that next time he brought me a client, I would say thank you. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is I used to be really uncomfortable when people asked me what I charged Mm -hmm. and they could feel my discomfort. Right. Yeah. So I made a decision that next time when saying thank you would be stating my fee and allowing somebody to hire me. Mm-hmm. which sounds kind of basic, but I was really starting like way behind the starting line. Uh, and the next day, four people contacted me and hired me for double what I'd ever charged before. Wow. Wow. And it's kept coming and client results have been far more dramatic than that. Mm-hmm. And it's just an ongoing dialogue, an ongoing relationship. You can't just say, I love you to your life partner once and be good to go forever. Sometimes right. you might have agreements. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm s- challenged by something. I can talk about it with my money, honey. And it it not only changes my relationship with money because it doesn't feel like money. I call it money because money needs my love and healing. Mm-hmm. But it's really a relationship with life right? and myself more than anything. So I find that My money, honey, like the worst thing I can do to him is reject myself, Mm. Mm -hmm. undervalue myself. What makes him happy is when I value myself and I take care of myself and we partner together to create the changes I want to create in the world. It's like he's on my team. He shares my values. He doesn't like this because I don't like this. We want to create this and we do it together as partners. Yeah. And that's how I got here. That's beautiful. So, um, and, and money is always such a big deal for healers. You know, um, I'm, I'm a teacher as well. And I, I work with people who are just starting their business in healing. And I actually teach an ethics course where we have a chapter on your relationship with money as, you know, ethically speaking. Um, 
and 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 a lot of my students have trouble with that. Well, I just want to give my myself to everyone. It feels weird to charge money for my for what is not mine. It is, you know, source moving through me. They're and, preaching with the choir. I yeah, know yeah. that song so well. <laughs> uh, right. And so um so what is some, and I'm sure some of your clients come up with this as well to you, like, I don't even know where to start, you know, how do you coach around shifting the, the perspective that what is given to us from the universe should not be charged? Um, I love that question so much. And yes, it comes up and it's one of my favorite topics because I had to work through it mm-hmm. on myself. First of all, I can't do anything that might hurt somebody. So if I feel like charging somebody is going to hurt them, I it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I were to try, it just wouldn't work because I would have such a very strong counterintention, such a fear of harming. And you would feel, you would feel that in your body. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I think every healer has that. And that is a sign of integrity and that's a good thing. Yay. You sociopaths (laughs) don't have this problem. That's a good point. Yeah. So first of all, we want to make sure that what we're offering is a value. We want to focus on the transformation. We also want to respect the person in front of us as being this creative, resourceful, whole, powerful, magical being, Mm -hmm. even if they aren't feeling that way. And if you can't respect the person in front of you, then I'm not sure. And I'm just speaking from a coach and it might be different for other modalities, but I'm just saying if I can't respect and believe in the person in front of me, they are not my clients mm-hmm. and I give them something free mm-hmm. to just get started on their own and have a transformation on their own. And I feel great about it. And I feel great when they have breakthroughs, even if they didn't hire me, because it's one less person I have to worry about. And then I don't have to feel guilt about charging right. for the people who want to. And I find that the people who want to work with me are like It's easy. It doesn't need convincing. I just came back from leading my goddess retreat in San Miguel, my money goddess retreat. First time in San Miguel, Allende, it's usually in Bali. And one of the women, really dire economic circumstances, did not have the money. And it's a really high ticket thing. But she said to me, I am going to do this. I don't know how, but I am going to do this. And that, that's what my clients sound like. And what she went through to come up with it grew her bigger. And by mm-hmm. the way, she has made back the whole investment and even more. And we've only been back about a week. Um, so for the person who's listening, Feel like Santa Claus. When you make your offer, love your offer, love the person you're there, believe in what they want. Mm -hmm. Put the love first, be Santa Claus. Right, right. Um, And to tie back to what I, because I think very nonlinear, to tie back to (laughs) Christiane. Yeah. It's really, really a gift. Mm-hmm. to give an opportunity to someone to invest in themselves. Yes. Yeah. To get 
bigger and expansive to take that leap of faith on themselves. That itself is magical. And you do not want to cheat them out of that Mm -hmm. because you are projecting on them that they are too small. They are too helpless. They are not good enough. They are not powerful enough. You don't want to send that information. You don't want to send that energetically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So issue an invitation with love, like your Santa Claus and let them make the decision for themselves like adults. Mm -hmm. Years ago, I had um, a client, Athena, uh, who called me and her situation was like, ah, like facing the abyss, mountains of debt, a marriage ending, little kids. And I was like, ah, Mm -hmm. and she had already done and silently we're on the phone. It wasn't Zoom back then, but I'm like, wow, that's, that's really some scary stuff. And oh my God, I can't take her money. Um, She had already done the process on her own, just like following my free stuff and already had sort of a money honey. And she and her money honey had agreed that she was going to hire me. Mm -hmm. So I told her my fee and then I just, and I'm like freaking out because her situation is so dramatic. And I was way, way I hadn't done it as many times as I've done it now by a long shot. This was like back in 2007. Mm -hmm. Um, And I heard this voice, like my money, honey, in the back of my head saying, treat her like an adult and let her make her own decision. I didn't pressure her. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk her into it. In fact, I've had instances trying to talk clients out of working with me. And they're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I've saved up, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Because I love that, that force and that conviction. Mm -hmm. Um, But she decided to hire me. And the cool thing is that she's still like doing the work better than anybody I know, including myself. She just like goes out daily on her money, honey walks. And it's been 15 years. Uh, She very quickly in a couple of months went for First of all, the bank called her up and wiped out all her credit card debt and gave her a cheaper mortgage. We don't know how that happened. But after she slayed the money monster and had her money, honey, weird things started to happen. And then she was making within like just a couple of months, she was making $10,000 a month Mm -hmm. uh, instead of charging really little piddly hourly rates. That was one of the first things we shifted was hourly rates to packages. I'm sure you teach that all the time. Mm -hmm. And she was going on money moons down to Miami with her money, honey, just Mm -hmm. to like spiritually commune. So very long winded answer. Hey, yes. Love your integrity. Have, have, have integrity. Make giving people an opportunity to invest and stretch to invest part of your integrity. Mm -hmm. I've had clients say, well, I wouldn't have done so much if I hadn't invested so much. Mm. You don't want casual clients. You don't want to overcharge. You don't want to undercharge. Work out your number with your money, honey. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So you're actually turning inward to figure that out. And I also appreciated what you said about you don't necessarily take everybody that comes by. And so if you can help them, I mean, as, as as a therapist myself, I know when a patient isn't right, for the work that I do. So I always make sure that I give them a referral or something that they can, so that they can continue on the right path for them. And money is an issue too, you know, with, with that too. It's not even just 
are they willing to show up and do the work, which is a big part of it. But yeah, can they afford whatever the fee is? Mm -hmm. I believe very passionately that transformation must be available at every economic level. Mm -hmm. So most of my work has been for free. I have hundreds of articles and videos. Right. I answer questions in my weekly newsletter. I I do interviews like this because I just really want to help as many people as possible. And I also have to protect myself energetically, you know, and, and make sustainable business decisions. I always ask, does it help others? Is it fun? And does it pay me well when mm-hmm. I'm making business decisions? So I give... As much as I can, I don't hide my process. I Mm -hmm. give it away. Mm -hmm. I try to give every tip that I can so that you can have your breakthrough on your own. Because the world is big enough that I can give as much away as I can. And there's still enough people who want to work with me directly. Yeah, And that feels good. Yeah. And I think that really, really brings up an excellent point, which is, how much is too much, right? So this isn't necessarily about greed. This is about what you tell me, like what, what is the end goal of, of money or wealth or, you know, what, what's, what are we, what are we going for here? My definition of wealth and I, people use the word financial freedom, but what I, to me, the truest purpose of money is to free you up to focus on love, lifestyle, and legacy. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things that make human beings happy. Being able to focus your attention on love, on your relationships, doing what you love, loving the people you have in your life, the causes you're behind, lifestyle, be healthy. You know, have have enough money to I beauty is important to me. So to have beauty around me, to be able to rescue all the feral cats in the backyard, uh, take West Coast swing classes, really, really important to me. Travel. I'm in I'm 25 weddings deep into marrying my husband 100 times in 100 countries. Yay. By the way, I had to slay my love monster before I met him at 45. Mm. Mm-hmm. 45 years of, of a perfect unbroken record of romantic failure. <laughs> and then yeah. I met my husband two months later and we've been together nine years and married 25 times. So mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, I lose my train of thought for uh, what led to that. Oh, the purpose, wealth, money, uh, legacy. I have coached people making mountains of money, multi-millions of dollars, billions of dollars, Mm. burnt out, afraid of losing it all. Yes. Terrible relationships, not available to their family. That's not wealth. That is a very fancy level of poverty. That is not the goal. The Mm -hmm. goal is a fantastic life. Right. Right. That's enough. And I think also what what's so important about this, too, first of all, I love what you said, fancy poverty. Brilliant, Um, because that's really what it is, because when you're not factoring in contentment, you may have bought yourself a bunch of things um, and have a few homes and be able to afford whatever you fancy. But inside your 
it, yeah, it's you're, poverty. You're feeding that hole. When right. you feel really happy and you feel loved and content, the impulse to buy just sort of shrinks. It becomes right. boring. <clears throat> right, exactly. And and I think that's that's what this is really about is shifting. Well, you call it a love-centered relationship with money. And and so shifting the perspective where it isn't so much about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's about, um, you know, just like any, uh, this is what I think I'm understanding, so you'll correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, having a, a spiritual connection just like any other, but it happens to be with this thing that we call money. And, and we're taught we're taught from such an early age, you know, reading the pearl, you know, money is the root of all evil. I so love that. Quote. So yeah, I have a girlfriend in the British Isles who took a class on in ancient Aramaic, which is the actual original language of right. that book. And that isn't what it said. Mm. What the, the, this whole, the love of money is the root of all evil is an English mistranslation. Mm. What it, really said was the worship of money will cause you problems. Yes. <laughs> yes, it will. Right. Um, and that's not what we're going for. Love is not evil. And we're really going for love. We aren't going for a, what have you done for me lately relationship money? You know, that's not love where love is not greed. It's not avarice. It's not envy. It's not exploitation. It doesn't harm the other. Right. It's right. not scarcity. It's mm -hmm. not fear. Love is expansive and it's generous and it's noble mm -hmm. and it's fun and it's light and it brings out the best human being you are. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about love. Right. Beautiful. So what would be a great beginning piece of advice for people who just don't know how to start shifting their, their, their beliefs about money? Oh, great. Um, so especially for all of my law of attraction, people listening or watching mm -hmm. take off your positivity hat temporarily it will stop you. It's like, if you want change, you, you can't be stuck in pretending. So exactly. Exactly. I like to call my process financial alchemy, heavy stress on the alchemy part. And alchemy traditionally is the transmutation of lead. Like our lead and human experience is an into gold, spiritual and material gold. Mm -hmm. So you want to dig for the lead first. You want to create tension, sort of like a slingshot, you need a reason to change your, your body, your system needs motivation to change because change can be scary or uncomfortable because it's unknown. So we want to make, if you're, if you want different results, we want to like wake up your neurology, dig into those really hottest areas of anything that has ever made you feel unloved, unworthy, or unsafe, especially if it doesn't look like it has to do with money. 
Mm -hmm. Like this is your realm with the parents or the childhood traumas or the broken relationships and failures and betrayals later on. That's where, that's where we want to find the root cause, personify it as the money monster, make that as real and human as possible, and then reject it and say, no, you do not get to exist in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when it is completely gone, then, and you feel like, whoa, this is weird. I've never felt it gone before. When you have that, then you invite in all that's left, which is love. And I find that a lover archetype works best. Mm-hmm. Figure that out through trial and error. I won't talk about <laughs> some of the other things that came up, but lovers are equals. Mm-hmm. We are not making your money, honey, God or Oprah, because they're way up there. Mm-hmm. You want a partner mm-hmm. who sees you as your best self and you can see your eyes through the beloved because that empowers you Mm. because the whole point is to get your power back. Right. So, you know, courage, Mm -hmm. courage and safety. Don't go so deep that you dissociate or traumatize yourself. Sure. Sure. But go deep enough into what you want to change in your life experience that you have a real experience, mm-hmm. like ugh, yeah. awful. And again, you feel it. Not necessary. Yeah. And that's that is what um, I'm a big fan of neuroscience and neuroplasticity. That's really what wakes up all of your nerve endings so that you can repattern yourself from fear based to love based. Yes, absolutely. And, and really making a paradigm shift about your own relationship with, with money. And, and it's so, you know, we always want the thing we don't have, and then it becomes a desperate love affair, right? This unrequited love affair with, with money. And, um, and so this is a way to shift that. Yeah. Loving the abuser is not love. Right. And and you need to, you know, the slaying the monster is choosing yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. which is a really, really powerful decision to make. That's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, how can listeners find you so that they can, they can uh, make this, make this leap? Oh, great. MorganaRay.com. That's, that's the mothership. It's just my (laughs) name with a.com at the end. You'll see it in the show notes. I have my four part video series for free there. I have my money love quiz really good place to start because it's easy, pain-free, quick, identifies your strengths and your challenges. And based on where you are on your journey, I make personal recommendations for what to do next, including always offering free resources. Mm -hmm. So go to MorganaRay.com. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much, Morgana Ray. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Certainly changed my, some of my thoughts just today. So, um, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Uh...